This is the meeting after the meeting. None of our participants get paid, and we don't speak for Alcoholics Anonymous. Enjoy the show. Saxophone? <laughs> what is it? Ooh, is that a laser? It sounds like a car alarm. This is like again. I'm. You know what this this sounds like? It sounds like we mean business. We are serious. I can, I don't even know what to say. I'm speechless. Like, get ready. It's about to be on. It actually sounds like an advertisement. It, if we're being honest, it kind of does, but. I don't even know what to really yeah <laughs> we'll take it yeah it, it is what it is we'll take it another week another episode episode eight unbelievable back around chris how you feeling today i could it feels i know we've only done eight episodes but i feel like it's been a lot of work it has been a lot of work <laughs> just it's just to get here life is life is busy and oh my god but it's fun yeah it's, it's great. We're having a lot of fun, and, and I think we're going to have a lot of fun tonight. I'm excited for a guest. I'm excited, too. Why don't we get into it? This is the meeting after the meeting. Meeting. I'm John. I'm Chris. Welcome to the show, everybody. We are back. Another episode. And Gabe. And we will. I was going to... I was going to introduce gonna Gabe in a second. I was going to get there. He got oh. a little touchy before the before the show. He, he said, don't forget to inter- introduce me. Mischaracterization. Not true. <laughs> well, <laughs> why don't we do it now? Gabe, let's introduce Gabe, the producer. Gabe, how you doing? Doing well. What's up, everyone? You, uh, you having a good week so far? Yeah. I uh, saw the cherry blossoms yesterday. Oh, wow. Yeah. Where'd you, where did you go? Bloom. Where did you go? Uh, DC. I guess where they, where they are. Well, there's a couple places. By there's the wharf. Places. By the wharf. By the wharf. By yeah. the tidal base. Like there's a specific I, place where they are. I right? went to where there's they a couple are. places. I, there's a couple places. There's a couple. I mean, there's wherever they sure. are is yeah. where I went. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You were on the tidal base. So that's that's good. What did you think? It was yeah, beautiful. Did you have a little spiritual experience? No, but I, I took pictures with my significant other. You did. Yeah. Okay. How Just was that? Some romantic uh, pictures. It was really nice. Did you post them online? <laughs> No, she posted one on her story and then I yeah. reposted that, but that was it. I okay. don't post anything on All right. it for the most part. Nobody I've, cares. I've never seen you on social media. That's why I was kind of laughing. <laughs> I don't know if Gabe actually posts anything. No, it's Not, just for my own it's, it, use. Yeah. I, I get it, Gabe. Nobody cares about our social media either. Yeah. So. But you know what social media you should care about? Ooh. The meeting after, after the, the meeting. meeting. We've got transition. an Instagram page. We've got a TikTok. We were up to, where are we at on Instagram? I think we have like, 60,000 I mean, followers? 70. We're, we're, we're no, pushing. We're, put this we're way. not even close. We're getting close to 100. We need your help. We need your support. Yeah. Follow us. It's at, what is it? TMATM Live. At TMATM Live on both Instagram TikTok. and TikTok. We're yep. continuing to talk about better content, cooler content we're going to be putting out. So keep on the lookout. At a minimum, you'll get reminders of the, the show. show. That's pretty much what it is now. And yeah. what's coming up. So with that... I think uh, real quick, the meeting after the meeting is a weekly podcast that is recorded live on Zoom 
on Wednesday nights from 8 to 9 p.m. You can find the audio recordings on all major podcast platforms, and you can find the videos on our link tree. Uh, past videos are there. They're password protected if you would like to check those out. So good things. Why don't we get into the show tonight? Yeah. We have uh, an amazing guest. We've got a great topic, a great newcomer tip of the week, and the sketch of the week is one of my favorites. I'm excited. They're all good this week. I'm they excited. are. They are. This, this should be a lot of fun, so make sure you stick around to hear our sketch of the week. But with that, let's introduce our guest tonight, Sarah G. from Bethesda, Maryland. Hi, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Sarah. Hey. They're loving you. You hear that? <laughs> They're going wild. <laughs> How's it going? Uh, it's going well. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited to be here. It's a super cool setup yeah. you guys have. Yeah, it's good. We're really glad you're here. Yeah. Thank you for taking the time. We know uh, we know you've got a busy life and for you to come out and take the time of your day. I will say this. I asked Sarah before the episode, I said, have you listen to any of ours. And she said, no, I have not. She said, I'm sorry. And I was like, don't be sorry. Isn't that- <laughs> well, let me- I don't think anyone has yet. Well, yeah. let me do this plug, which is that I did subscribe on um, Apple uh, Apple Podcasts. Okay. And I will start listening. I didn't know I could do that. So yeah. they'll be in my queue. Awesome. So yeah, I'll be Boom. listening. There you well, go. yours will be out here in a couple of days and you'll be able to listen to that <laughs> first, which is fun to listen to your own voice on audio. So fun. <laughs> Definitely make your fiance listen to it i will make my over and over again yeah. every morning yeah i'm going to i'll make it his alarm so when it goes off he just hears my voice excuse you yeah i was nice. thinking has anybody here ever listened to their own talk like an a recorded AA talk actually sarah no, was on in, purpose sarah like, was anybody? involved in this i we listened to that one talk i gave where i was not so nice to some people Oh my that god! Talk. Uh, yeah. and that's why I listened to it, <laughs> yeah. and I, and it was, yeah, it was pretty bad. But aside yeah. from that, you haven't but been I, like. No. Let me just let me just pull up one of my talks. No. Yeah. No. Never. 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 I can't. I'm like that's cringe. You know what I've I mean? I've talked to some people who full criti- transparency. Who I did make amends for that, by the way. You did? I, I that's did. Good. I remember yeah. exactly what you said too. Good. I'm not going to repeat it, but I remember. No, yeah, but I remember exactly what you said. Well, it's good that you. We're cool now. We're good. We're good. I think I've t- definitely talked to people who have told me they listen to their talks and critique themselves and they love it. So that's just weird. I mean, I, you know, hey, to each his own, I guess, right? I can't stand the sound of my voice. I it's think like, about oh. myself enough. Yeah. Yeah. It, exactly. Well, <laughs> with that being said, let's get some more of your voice on here, Sarah. Why don't you give us your, what we call the Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you, did you pick that sweater out just for the show? Of course. Yeah, I absolutely. It. It's like so positive it and I'm like good vibes. So that's what we're bringing. What, what do we say in A? We keep our head in the cloud. <laughs> no, no, we got don't. Some, hold on, I got some meeting shrapnel here. Shri- hold yeah, on. let's hear this meeting shrapnel. Jerry, you our, listening? Our head in the clouds and our feet on the ground or something. I've never heard that. I've never heard that. You've never heard that? No. no. Why would Why would you want to keep your head in the clouds? Because it's light. That it's sounds lofty. Like you took too no. much. I'm telling you. Like I'm not. That's not the exact saying, but there is something like that where it's like, just keep our feet firmly planted on the ground, but our head kind of up in the clouds. You know. That sounds like you're still in rehab. Yeah, that's heads, <laughs> that's the pink cloud. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, Sarah, why don't you just 
you know, tell us a little bit, your sobriety date sponsor, home group, all that, the stats, the stats. Yeah, absolutely. So I got sober, um, July 30th of 2012. Um, I have a sponsor. I always say there's, she knows she's my sponsor, right? Yeah. Um, and I have a home group. It's a women's meeting in McLean. Yeah. Awesome. So that's great. And you live, do you live in Bethesda? Yeah, I live in okay. Bethesda. Yep. All right. Awesome. So, um, well, that's great. I, I, uh, we've, we've both known you for mm-hmm. pretty much since you got sober yeah. and been able to watch you grow <laughs> and come a long way. A I know lot. you and Chris <laughs> at one point were, we were working together, work yeah. together. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's yeah. nice. We yeah. know your story. So yeah. Yeah. Um, Chris was there for maybe one of the, like some of the darkest times of my sobriety. Yeah. I might, was a mess. She was in sobriety, chased down by the feds. I yeah. think. Oh my God. Maybe we'll hear about it. I, I you know, I thought about making the topic like everyone she was in around yeah something like that but i was like nah let's let's uh <laughs> let's stay away from that but with that being said why don't we get into the three w's here and start out with a little bit about what you were like yeah absolutely so um and i always i'm you know we have limited time here so i'll keep it somewhat short but um i was definitely one of those people who always felt really uncomfortable, you know, as long as I can remember, I for sure had these ideas that things outside of myself could, you know, fix what was happening inside, you know, there was like a lot of turmoil, I guess. And, um, and just felt like that separation and loneliness that people in AA talk about, like pretty much my whole life, you know, and, and none of that stuff really, you know, makes me alcoholic, but it definitely like fueled my alcoholism. Right. And, um, And I always tell this story, which is the first time I really got like good and drunk, which I was with a friend of mine and we were hanging out with like her older sister and they gave me, um, warm Budweiser and Mm. cranberry juice and tequila, which are just like the flavors conflict. Like Mm. they don't go, they're actually horrific. Sounds terrible. It was horrible. And like not a cube of ice to be found, you know, like I don't, (laughs) yeah, it was all warm Mm. and that made no sense because we were in a house. But, um, (laughs) but I mean, what happened is I was, I was this summer going into my uh, freshman year of high school and I went zero to a hundred so quick and just threw up everywhere. Mm-hmm. I was like, I mean, puked on every surface possible, like you know, literally like uh, the exorcist, you know? <laughs> and, um, and I remember having this thought when I woke up of like, Oh my God, I looked so stupid mm-hmm. in front of these people, you know, these like cool older people, which they were like 25 drinking with 13 year olds. So not that cool, but not, very um, cool. not cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. But, um, but it's like that, like fear of like what, how I'm perceived by people like following me around. Right. And I actually didn't drink again for a really long time. Um, I am someone who found like I started smoking weed in high school and like I did that, you know, and, um, and I had stuff going on at home. So there weren't a ton of rules for me growing up. Like I really, could do whatever I wanted. And my house really quickly became the house where people would like come and drink and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I could mm-hmm. smoke weed openly and like do all of that stuff, you know? And so party at Sarah's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, um, everyone would come over on Fridays and it was like a, a thing, you know? And, um, and I was just like, I don't know. I, fast forward a little bit. Um, and I was hanging out with a group of friends at my house and they had forties. And I mean, this is like two or three years after the first 
time of my first time drinking and my friends are drinking hurricanes and I took a sip and it just, it, the thing happened, you know, that thing that we talked about, like my whole life changed. Like, like New Orleans hurricanes? <clears throat> no, like a hurricane 40. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I was like, that's, that's very that's sophisticated very, for you to be drinking. I don't know if sophisticated is the right word, no, no, but I mean, specifically. Like, a, a, so, a New like, Orleans hurricane is. Yeah, we went like, out, how would you know to do we this? We went to yeah. the liquor store. We bought five different types of liquor because that's what's in the, <laughs> No, like a Hurricane 40. Got it. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Chris is yeah. high, high end top shelf yeah. club <laughs> and bar liquor. I don't yeah. think I've ever drinking a Mad Dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I actually Chris also, I've never had a Mad Dog. I never had a Mad Dog. It's crazy. Really? Yeah, I've never drank a Mad Dog. Every day. John, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. like, I should have been, been sponsored by Mad Dog. <laughs> I mean, I should have been homeless sleeping under a bridge. <laughs> I wasn't, but I should have been. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, and I mean, from that point, it's just like everything changed for me, you know, and I, within three months, had like dropped out of high school, like was living with my older drug dealer boyfriend and like, like lost my job at the tanning salon that I loved. We call those goals. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's, yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's like you, you you dropped out of high school right away. Immediately. Yeah. (laughs) Immediately. And I really felt like I was really like these fucking losers, you know, like I was like these, like they don't get it. Yeah, exactly. Just like, I really felt like that. I, I had arrived thing. Like I was doing everything that I wanted to do. Right. And, um, and that didn't last long, you know, <laughs> like things just like got bad as they do. And this is, uh, and I'll say it and that Jerry will probably call this meeting shrapnel also, <laughs> but I'll say it anyway. Um, booze gave me the feeling of a job well done mm-hmm. without having to do a damn thing. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Well, drinking to me, like I had all of these friends who were like doing things, you right. know, like I had like friends who were super into art or like really into school and like had colleges that they really wanted to go to go to and you know people who played sports like and they all had this thing and I drank that 40 and I was like this is my thing you know (laughs) like I was like this is it (laughs) and um and it was for a while you know like I loved it and even before that I loved like the sort of like, I don't know. I love the idea of like being the party girl. I wanted attention, you know, it was like what it was like. I wanted all eyes on me, you know? Um, and so yeah, drinking just so quickly, like became the center of my life, Mm. you know, at the age of 18. So, so sounds like it was a lot of fun at first. (laughs) Yeah. What, what, what started happening that, that, um, made it not so fun. Yeah. I mean, I think that like, I can say it was a lot of fun, but there were kind of always problems from the beginning. Right. I just talked about like dropping out of high school and like this stuff, you know, like, (laughs) but essentially (laughs) this is kind of, I don't know. It's a long story, but, um, I had, my mom ended up kicking me out after I broke the boy, the drug dealer boyfriend, I broke up, you know, and my mom kicked me out and I, um, didn't have anywhere to go. And I had a friend and she was like, I sleep on this futon, you know, wow, and she, I love this story. This, this story is amazing. <laughs> she's like, I sleep on this futon. It's a double, you know? And, um, and you, yeah, she's really just selling it. She you was know selling I mean? it. And the guys who, it was like just in these two college guys living room that like wanted to make some extra money, you know, they yeah. were like actually totally normal. And, um, no, 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 no. 
they definitely were normal. Well, not to have two like girls sleeping on their living. But I mean, I mean they, they weren't, weren't alcoholics. alcoholics. Yeah, yeah. They, one of them had this like on top of the fridge, there was a bottle of vodka. It was like um, Bacardi or orange or whatever. And like by the time we moved out, it was water yeah, because I, I had say, drank how, it all. How long it was did that gone, yeah. you know, but um, one night. It was gone. Yeah. But um, so, I mean, and I was living on this like fucking futon and I was like, this is temporary. And then I like lived there for like 18 months, you know, like had no job. And like, I was just like running around with people. Some of my friends had gone to college, but like even my friends from high school didn't really want to hang out with me. And I was like doing, I mean, crazy shit was happening, right? Like I was like hanging out in like crack houses and like, not really, I wasn't really smoking crack. Like I was just drinking like a little bit of crack, but like not too much, you know, like social crack. Yeah. Huh? So yeah. Recreational. Yeah, recreational. Um, <laughs> and like, this is a safe place. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was like, I was hanging out once with like, these are my friends and like, um, we're hanging out at this like empty house right like nobody lived there and we broke in and we're hanging out there and like SWAT comes in and raids because somebody robbed a KFC you know like that kind of shit was going on and I mean what was going on in my head was like honestly like my it's like I'm here because my dad didn't love me enough you know like I'm I'm here because I grew up (laughs) poor like that kind of shit like none of it was my fault it wasn't related to my drinking like all of that stuff right so it's the narrative that you tell yourself one thousand percent one thousand percent and like things just continued to get worse which is actually crazy because my circumstances started to get better and what I mean by that is like I got a room with like four walls and a bed, you know, like, I mean, really, like I started working in the restaurant industry. I was making money. I met people who were seemingly drinking the way that I was drinking. Right. And like, um, and I don't know, like my friends started talking to me about the way that I was drinking. Like I said, they, to me, I was like, we were all doing the same thing, but it would literally be like, Sarah, like when I take a sip, you take a sip, you know, like coaching me through drinking oh, because I was a liability, that's you know? The worst. Yeah. And it's just like the managers are talking to me and I'm just like, why is everyone on my fucking back? You know? But I will say that like the like self-loathing that we feel like I was feeling it, you know, like I was like, it was like so regular for me. I picked up a little bit of a cocaine habit. And so like, it was pretty standard. <laughs> yeah. Been there. Yeah. Me so three. yeah. Um, <laughs> Gabe, no, no, no cocaine. All right. That's all right. Ketamine. Three for four. Ketamine. Ketamine. Hey, that's good. It's another winner. Yeah. Um, like some warm ketamine in the morning. Yeah. Delicious. Thanks. Yeah. I think it actually puts you to sleep. It I does. don't really know. Yeah, it's like a horse no, tranquilizer. It definitely, it definitely paralyzes you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's for an sure. Animal tranquilizer. Yeah, it's, well, it's, yeah. Let's just say one night I was throwing up and I didn't feel my body throw up. Yeah, Whoa. that's sounds, a plus. That sounds safe. It's a plus. Yeah, it was that's really chill. Scary. Yeah, that sounds terrifying. Really <laughs> oh, I thought it sounded great. I mean, I'm like, no, that sounds amazing. Yeah, you just let it throwing all out. I hate throwing up. So, I don't have to feel it. So for the sake of time, we gotta we yeah. have to move on. So what happened? Sorry. You sounds like it sounds yeah. like things got bad. What was your kind of jumping off place? What yeah. was your moment of clarity where you realized maybe you couldn't yeah. keep going on? So I um I woke up one morning, I was once again late, I was once again still drunk. You know, I went to work, they fired me. And um I wonder why. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. Well, in my mind, I was like <laughs> I was like, you were the victim. Yeah. I was like, you guys just lost the best 
fucking cocktail waitresses town has ever seen. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I was like, you fucking losers. losers. Yeah, exactly. You don't know what you're missing. And then, and then what happened is I walked outside. Right. And like, I just, I think that the reality of the situation like hit me, which is that like my life was, I was 22 years old and my life was like a house of cards, you know, and it just felt like everything was falling. And I go home and I'm sitting in this fucking unfinished basement that I live in. And like, I'm looking at the rafters and I'm like, I'm just going to fucking kill myself, you know, like honestly. And the reason I felt like that is because throughout my drinking, I had all of these ideas of like at 21, like at 18 years old, like this is how 18 year olds drink, you know, at 20 year old, 20 years old, this is how 20 year olds drink. And like, that was the narrative in my head. And I just had this realization like a moment of grace I see now, which is that like nothing is ever going to change. Mm -mm. This is your life. You know, like there's no adult day coming where you're just going to like be better. Like there's no guy, there's no job. Mm -hmm. There is nothing. No one is coming for you, you know? And like that, like the thought of continuing to live the way that I had been living with like the feelings that I'd been feeling, like the shame that I felt because of all of the things that I had done, you know, like, I carried all that stuff and it just hit me all at once, you yeah. know? And, um, and what followed that thought was like, call your mom and my mom. And I hadn't spoken for a few months. Cause it was like every, I mean, every call was like a lie and I needed something. I need money. I need money. I, I need money. Thinking, that's the you only know? time I yeah. talked to my family. Or like, I mean, I she like my mom, like, has some of her own stuff, you know, and, um, she had a lot of pills. And so I would like, you know, steal or manipulate or whatever. Set so, up a visit. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I have a migraine, you yeah. know, <laughs> like it's, so it was just like it, she was like done with my shit, you know? And, um, but I actually reached out to her. I say in my story that I called her, but I actually like my phone was cut off. Like that's how unmanageable Ooh. I was. So I had to Facebook message her like on Wi-Fi, yes. you know, <laughs> like, and she had it. It's just, I, my, my life was such, message it's, yes, exactly. I'm on Wi-Fi right yeah. now. So you can't hit me back. You can't later, hit me back. Yeah. yeah gonna I'm not going to get it. I'm, I'm not going to get it till I get to my destination. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I was just like, I need to talk to you. And she came over, you know, um, and I told her the truth. And to me, the truth was like, I have a drug problem. Like I said, like I was, I was kind of like doing the cocaine thing. And I really led with that because like, even then I wasn't willing to look at my drinking, you know? And what happened is like the truth started to come out and I started to just talk about the drinking a little bit. And somehow I said something like, I can't drink anymore, you know, and I don't know where that came from. Again, now I see all of this as grace, but like at the time I just didn't even know where any of it was coming from, you know, but I will say, I told my mom, I was like, I have a drug problem. She's like, that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> that was her well, response. You know, the drinking and I was in the same boat. I, it just there's nothing in my life actually that pointed to it, me having a drinking problem. I, I never had a DUI, yeah. not even a drinking citation. And it was so hard because drinking was such a social part mm -hmm. of my life. It's like, okay, yeah, you know, smoking crystal meth, you know, <laughs> shooting crystal meth, doing cocaine, <laughs> you know, yeah, all the meds I was doing, you know what I mean? Like I, that's probably yeah. could, could go, that could go. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not really that cool. But drinking, how that means that I no more friends, no more hanging out. Yeah, absolutely. You know, no more clubs, no more bars. Yeah. What yeah. am I gonna do? My life was <clears throat> the bar scene. Yeah. You know, all my friends are like in the industry and my my family life was all drinking, you know, like yep. my second birthday was a keg party. Like it's just like the way our family is, you know. 
So there was I Wait, mean your second birthday party was a cake party? Yeah, there was a live band <laughs> too. Lit. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean it's it was just like the way that I was raised. Yeah. You know, like drinking is a huge part of yeah. of our family. For life. a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. It's so normal. Um and like I don't know, I just thought like this is normal, you know? And so similarly to you, Chris, like on the outside, I feel like I could get away with it a little bit, you know, like I was like living in Boston, you know, I was like working at a restaurant, like I had friends, you know, I was drinking at bars, like all of this stuff, but like, it was just such a fucking disaster, you know, like everything was just so bad. Like I was like crawling out of my window to avoid my roommates because I hadn't paid rent, you know, like that kind of shit was happening. And like, I really had like the last year of my drinking. I mean, there were so many times that I would wake up in the morning and just say like, I'm not going to do it again today. And it wasn't like, I'm not going to drink again today. It was like, I'm going to just like go home. I'm going to like make some dinner. I'm going to watch some Grey's Anatomy. I'm going to go to bed, you know, like, I mean, really like that. I was like, like I'm going to be a normal person because I knew that I wasn't a normal person, but I didn't know like what was wrong, you know? And it was like, I'm not going to wake up in strangers beds anymore. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to wake up with no cash in my pocket. You know, I worked, like I said, I would work, I worked at a hockey bar and the caps were in the playoffs and I would walk out with like 500 bucks and like I would wake up and it would be gone, yeah. you know? And it was just like, how, how did this happen yeah. again? Every single day for the last So year. crazy. We were down there during the playoffs hanging out. Yeah. Well, depends when. I mean, well, this was like a 2012. This right? is a long, no. Yeah, this is, yeah, it was 2012. Yeah. 2012. Well, it was 2011 because it was like the end of the year, I think. I don't, I'm trying to think of like where that landed. But yeah. They they won the uh, championship. That was, was, I was sober. That was like like five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Time is, I was going Time is is an elusive thing, right? Like the Stanley Cup (laughs) round. Yeah. I was like, we definitely didn't win any championships. But 2011. Yeah. But like, I mean, it was just my whole life was a mess, you know? But I, I was like a young, girl like I feel like I could have still gotten away but the drugs brought me to my knees right like honestly like that's what happened so so what what was your introduction to AA how did you find AA and and what was it that kind of made you think all right I'm gonna give this a shot yeah so I ended up in um, a detox in Fairfax and I remember nothing about being in detox, right? Like I will say that they You're not keep the only you, one. Yeah. They keep you on the floor for like the first 24 hours or whatever. And then they ended up taking me to an AA meeting and I walk into this meeting and um and it was in the same hospital as the detox. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um I walk in and there were like all of these bikers. It was like a bikers meeting in a hospital, which is so crazy now that I think about it, but they had leathers and like beards and I, the wheel started turning, you know, I was like, I was like, as soon as I get back, I got to get out of here. I got to go. You know, I was just like, this is crazy. And, um, and the guy opens up and it was like this older guy. Like I said, he had his leathers on, he had a beard and he was probably in his like late fifties or sixties. And I was just like, what the fuck am I doing here? You know? And he started talking and he talked about being full of fear and like that struck me. Right. Like that. Language of the heart. Yeah. 1000%. Like it felt like something clicked in me, you know, like, I mean, really, because 
it was this moment where I just realized that that's that feeling that I had felt my whole life, mm. right? This like driving force in all of the decisions that I made when people would be like, why would you do that? Why didn't you come? Why did you leave? You know, like every <laughs> single question. It's like, cause I was scared, yeah. you know, because I was scared and I didn't realize that's what the feeling was. And so that really, really struck me. And I will say that like, he also talked about being self-centered and I was like, oh, that's not me, you know? <laughs> but like, but like that alone made me think Booked maybe you. there was something in AA, yes. From there, I ended up in like a little bit of a longer term treatment. I came home, I ended up in an Oxford house and my roommate in the Oxford house was a member of a home group I was a part of for a really, really, really long time. And she just like put me in her back pocket. I mean, she was like, my friends are your friends. Like we're going to this meeting, you know, when I finally did get a sponsor, um, well, I'll, I'll take a step back and just say that I came here and I saw like a lot of shiny, happy people. And I w did not think I would ever be like that. You know, I like saw these people that just seemed so okay. And I just didn't think I would be ever okay. And so I just say that because I felt like it wouldn't work for me, you know, like not that I didn't have alcoholism, not that I like, I don't know, but I just was like, this might work for you guys, but it's not going to work for me. And I think it's important to say that because I think a lot of people feel that way when they yeah. come in. I mean, yeah. that, that level of joy that you see yes. in people's eyes is it's inconceivable Yes, as an alcoholic yeah. in in, your, yes. in our bottles, you know what I mean? One thousand percent. We've never. Been it's able also to very annoying when <laughs> you have been using alcohol as that social lubricant to make you feel right. comfortable, and mm. now you're around a bunch of people who are happy like they are on alcohol, oh, yeah. but awful. you're not drinking. But you're not drinking, exactly. and the thing is, like. I can fake it. Like that's, you know, for me, like I can put on like a smile and I can put on some makeup and a cute outfit and I can show up to the meeting. Right. Yeah. But I wanted to die and I wasn't telling anyone what was going on, you know? And that's like where you kind of fuck yourself. Right. Is well, like that thought almost killed me. Yeah, 1000%. I, 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 I immediately thought whatever's wrong with these people is I'm clearly different because yeah. they are not drinking and they're happy. Mm -hmm. And that kept me out of AA for another three years. Yeah, you know I mean? absolutely. I was like, I'll see you later. I don't know. Yeah. You, you guys are weird. I'm yes. out of here. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and, and cause I didn't understand alcoholism. 1000%. Absolutely. And you know, what happened is I, I don't know, like I just, I got like a group of friends. Well, I ended up drinking. I did drink once. Right. And like, it was demoralizing. Like I ended up puking. My dad was like holding my hair back. Like I had nowhere else to go. It was rough. I, I was like living in an Oxford house, so I couldn't go home. And like, it was just like horrible. And by this point you didn't have a sponsor. You hadn't worked any steps. I didn't have, I actually, no, I did have a sponsor, but I hadn't worked any steps. I hadn't done, I hadn't done no, or, yeah. no, no, no. Like, but I will say my first sponsor who I had, we did talk about the first step and she like really broke it down for me in a way that changed my perspective on alcoholism, which was, you know, I heard that word powerless and I was just like, seems dramatic, you know? Um, and like, she talked about, well, how many times did you change your mind? You know? And like, I just talked about it like every day for the last year I changed my mind. Cause I was going to like go home and be a normal girl and like, you know, be good. And like, it never happened. And you know, the way my brain worked was so, it was so clear to me, you know, in that moment that like, I don't know if in that moment, but it was clear to me that like there was something 
that I had alcoholism. Right. And I drank after that. And so I don't know. And I don't even know if I had the thought of like, this is going to be different. I don't know. I think I just had no defense because I hadn't worked any steps. No, 1000%. Like she was even like, why didn't you call me? And I was like, I didn't want you to stop me. You know, like it was like, what do you mean? Why did I call? Why didn't I call you? I wanted to drink, you know? And, um, and what happened was I like came back to AA I got another sponsor. It was bullshit. Honestly, someone said like, get someone who has what you want. She had a nice car, nice watch. I was like, I want that. (laughs) And, um, and I didn't call her or, you know, really. And, um, and I sat in AA for a few months and, I was removed from alcohol and I wanted to kill myself. And I didn't understand why. Cause I was in AA, you know, like I was in AA. That was really the like idea that I had was that like, um, was that I should be fine because this is, out of my life, you know, and nobody was saying that, but that's what I thought. So I don't know. I saw the people around me getting better. And what I mean by that is they seemed lighter, you know, they seemed happier. They weren't scared to go places. Like they were repairing relationships with their families. And I just felt so apart from that. And like, I wanted to kill myself at like five months sober. And so I honestly asked someone who scared the shit out of me to be my sponsor. And she is still my sponsor today, you know? Um, and she was just like, she just dragged me through the steps is what she did. I mean, really, you know, like she just dragged me through the steps. Like she broke it down. She was like, if you don't talk about what's going on in your head, if you're not honest with me, you're not going to get to stay here, you know? And like the last drinking experience, I was really lucky because the desire to drink was removed from me. You know, I don't know what it was, but it was. And thank God, you know, and because of that, I've like gotten to stay here. Yeah. So with the, let's move on. We're going to get onto our topic here and it kind of is, I think works well with what you were just talking about here. Our topic for tonight is contempt prior to investigation. You don't know what you don't know. And and so are you sure? (laughs) I'm pretty sure. I feel like I know a lot. I'll, I'll, let's start with Chris here. So Chris, what do you, I mean, contempt prior to investigation, you, I know you've well, and I mean, AA, you talk exactly. You talked a little Uh, bit about not really believing in it, or maybe even starting to, you know, coming around AA and, and seeing other people and thinking this is just crap. It, it it really, and you know, AA's, uh, it's not, you have to be willing to listen for a few minutes to somebody talk about the, the book and the solution, because, you know, and what that looked like for me is that I had to be incarcerated. So there was nowhere for me to go. So I was, I was exactly that. I was a captive audience. It was minimal contempt <laughs> just based on your, yeah, like, your ability. It's not like I could go anywhere. Yeah. This, this, this counselor there took the time out of his day to introduce me to Alcoholics Anonymous and, and read me the part in the doctor's uh, opinion where it said, where it talks about, uh, alcoholism in, in terms of like how we're restless, irritable and discontented, mm-hmm. you know, unless we can again, experience that sense of ease and comfort that comes at once by taking a few drinks. And it just hit me like a, it just, it just like floored me. I was like, Oh, so like when I'm not drinking, mm-hmm. that's the problem. Oh, that's why I drink because when I'm sober, I'm fucking miserable. And then drinking fixes that, you know? And, um, but up until that moment, I mean, I, it was just total contempt prior investigation. And then there's, there's areas of my life, marriage, yeah. kids, 
All contempt prior any, to investigation. Any, any area where yeah. I'm afraid of not getting what I want or, or losing something, something I have, I have, yeah. I have contempt because I don't trust you. I don't yeah. trust. I know it worked for you. And this was very much with AA. I know it worked for you, but it's not going to work for me. Yeah. No you chance. Know? And not that I didn't believe that it worked. Like, that's great. I believe you. Like, it's yeah. working for you, but you don't get it. You know, so my case is different. Exactly. My case is different. The, what is, what did Clancy say? It's like the, the battle cry of, of the AA loser, you know, you don't get it. I'm different, yeah. you know? And so, so, and Sarah, what, what was your experience? You talked a little bit about some of that. Maybe, uh, if you could talk about a little bit more what it's like, you know, in your sobriety, where have you f- had some contempt prior to investigation and where has that led you? Yeah. I mean, I think it's like. I talk about this often of like you have people talk about a spiritual toolkit. Like I had my alcoholic toolkit too, you know, like I had so much just like there were so many walls, like there was so much defense that like I felt like I always had to just be like I was like, what is it called? Like white knuckling it through life, you know, and so. I didn't trust fucking anyone because I was not surrounded by trustworthy people. And like, I wasn't a trustworthy person. Like that's the key, you know? And so I don't know. I think that like, I think that similar to what Chris said, like I just didn't have anywhere else to go. And I don't, I think that I was just like too tired to go anywhere else, you know, like I just had been like really beaten down. Mm -hmm. Like I, I didn't have any other options. And like, I would have these moments like you talked about and reading the doctor's opinion and like hearing those words that you relate to. It's like those little moments that just like push you along, you know? And it's like, for me, that was just like breaking down those walls. And like, I had felt so lonely, you know, like I talked about that. Like, it's like, I just was so, so lonely. Like I was like in a room full of people with I was in a room full of people all the time and just felt like I was like completely fucking alone. And so when I came to AA and like, I would say, I have these problems, I have these problems, I have these problems. And someone was like, maybe try this. Even though I fought it a lot, I would eventually take the suggestion because I was in so much pain, you know, and then it would work. And like, I would feel a little less lonely or Mm -hmm. I'd feel a little more connected to someone or something. Right. Sometimes it's just like feeling connected to the meeting. And like that got me through that day, you know, and like, I don't know. Now I feel like I'm fairly open because I've just been like beaten down to be like, no, you don't know shit. You know, <laughs> like you like really get to a point where you're like, whoa, I have like none of the answers actually. They used you know? to say all the time to me when I was new and they, I don't know if they still say it anymore, but they'd be like MFP, man. Yeah. More fucking pain. Yeah. <laughs> and in, I didn't know what that meant in person. My sponsor, I, usually it was my grand sponsor, my great grand sponsor. Be like, you just need. MFP, man. Yeah. MFP. And I'd be like, what the fuck? Or is yeah. It, what is this like AA Jedi mind <laughs> tricks? What are they trying to do? You know what I mean? And my sponsor was like, more fucking pain. But yeah. it's true. Or they say, you're getting ready. You're getting, you're getting ready. ready. That's what I was you're just thinking. Ready. Oh, God. Ready. I hate that. Yeah. Which is awesome. It's kind of worse, actually. Yeah. Because you I don't mean, really know what's coming. Yeah. No. Like getting ready for what? Yeah. But it's also such a sideways <clears throat> thing to say, like, you're getting ready. I'm like, stop judging me from over there. Yeah. <laughs> getting ready. I mean, sometimes there's nothing left to say but that. No. Yeah. Because yes. there's no convincing me. No. Yeah. Everyone has to have their own. Yes. You got to hit a wall. But thank God we have that experience because now, like, 
sponsoring people and like helping other people. Like I have the ability to meet people where they are, you know, and it's like, I'm not killing myself over here to try and save someone when it's like, they really just need to have their own experience, you know? And I see people doing that and it's like, it's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. No, 1000%. Yeah. I want to, (laughs) I want to. Yeah. You know, there's, there've been people that have come to AA that I love dearly Mm -hmm. and have had a huge impact on me and, um, who are no longer with us. Yeah. And it's, or we see them coming to meetings right now and they're all messed up looking. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you, and you just wish you wish you could do more. Yeah. You know, I I can't plug them into my experience. They have to have, they have to have their own. And it's hard because I feel like people have this idea of like, Oh, if I leave a, I'll just come back, you know? And it's like, Mm. no, no. Like I have seen people leave and they are different Mm. and they are never coming back, you know? Like, and that's the scary part. Like the thought of like me being the woman that I am today like someone who actually like loves herself and has self-esteem and has an incredible life, right? Like I have this beautiful life and I could so easily throw that away and just be like, well, I'll come back to you if things get bad. And it's like, no, you might never get back, yeah. you know, like, cause it happens. I've seen it happen. And I've seen people go out and drink and just become completely different people. Yeah. It's crazy. Like robots. I yeah. Mean, maybe they're not coming back to AA, but they're not happy. Joyous no. and free. 1000%. Yeah. That's the truth. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. With that being said, let's let's look at our next segment here. Uh-oh. And this kind of it kind of go. goes right into what we were just <laughs> talking about right now about leaving and drinking. So let's get into the newcomer tip of the week. Yes. Ooh. So this like for for the listening audience, we've got a Looks like a millennial couple arguing. We always have a picture up for what the it list. looks like. You're just you listening don't go to on meetings. audio and you're not on the video, but it's a it's a couple fighting with each other. And she looks like she's giving him a business. One of them, either he didn't, he either he's not going to meetings and he's not doing well, and she's letting him know, or either she's not going to meetings and she's overreacting. You can't tell I which think one. She's gaslighting him. Yeah, you never know. I it think, could be either. I think he forgot to add cream to her coffee. <laughs> she is lighting him up. Because she hasn't been to a meeting in two two weeks. So for the newcomers, we're really glad that you're here listening tonight, or maybe you're watching us on video. We're glad you're here. And every week we have a tip we like to give. And the tip is just don't drink. Just don't drink and go to meetings. (laughs) Sorry. I'm going to try it one more time. Just don't drink and go to meetings is not the AA formula for success. I think that's a good tip. Close. The reason is is because you hear this in meetings sometimes. You hear this kind of stuff. Hey, I just Just, put my butt in a chair and I just didn't drink one day at a time. Just don't drink. Keep coming back. Come to the meeting and don't drink. And, you know. Sarah tried that. She I felt like it. killing herself. Yeah, I wanted. Well, I drank at first, and <laughs> yeah. then I wanted to kill myself after you know, I tried it again. And I don't know where I heard it, but alcoholism will settle for permanent insanity. Mm-hmm. You don't always have to drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people have gone absolutely bonkers in AA because they don't have a solution, but they don't drink either. Yeah, and they've lost their minds. Yeah, and so so for this one in particular, if if the answer isn't just don't drink and go to meetings, what is the a formula for success. Yeah. I mean, sponsorship, right? Like, I don't know. Steps. I, yeah. The steps and getting a sponsor, but I think that I've even like 
toyed with the idea of like doing this stuff myself in the beginning, right? Like just being like, I'm a grown ass woman. Like I don't need to answer to anyone was like yeah. definitely the like mindset that I had, but that's that type A type of thing. Yeah. yeah we yeah. do like, I can do these. I Look can at do these. these stuff. They're not even one page of, like, yeah. I can yeah, do I this. Yeah. I have zero track record of success <laughs> in my life anywhere in any department, but you know what? This time. Yeah. It's going it. to be different. It's gonna I be can different. read, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I think like, getting us getting a sponsor and like working the steps, but I also just have to plug like getting roots in AA. Right. And what I mean by that is like making friends, like not a network friends, you know, <laughs> like I just seriously, I had, I fell into this group of women that just like took me in and, you know, we've like lived our whole lives together and they've like continued to course correct me without judgment, with love, like whenever I'm falling off, they push me to talk to my sponsor. They push me to being honest, you know, and like, I just can't do this alone. And it's like really that it's like, that's what it is for me. You know, I think about the, the three kind of legacies you've got the triangle, you know, and, and on each side, you've got unity, you've got service and you've got recovery. Mm -hmm. And so the AA formula kind of revolves around those three areas. And you talked about, you know, building relationships. And I found those relationships through service yeah. and through unity mm -hmm. in area that I did not want to participate in, yeah. but because I had a sponsor, like you talked about, I was willing to maybe, I was willing to say yes, like you, I had no idea what I was doing. So I was like, all right, get some service positions, you know, find a home group, participate in that home group. Don't just get there a minute before it starts and leave a minute after it ends. Maybe go out to dinner with some people, mm -hmm. maybe help out with the committee for the conference or the camping trip or the whatever it is. Yeah. And through that, cause a lot of people come in like, well, I, I was talking to somebody recently. They were like, it seems so clicky. A so clicky. And I was like, well, what, what else would you expect it to be? You know, everybody here, they're here, they're part, they're getting to know each other better. They're participating in service. They're going to become friends. It's not a bad thing. If you see that I would, I try to urge people to say, Hey, it may seem like that because you don't know anybody, there's but there's always value. room for 1, one more. Always. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's always room. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's all like you talked about it, like a sponsor pushing you to do those things. Like, I feel like my sobriety has just been like thousands and thousands of actions that I just did not want to take, and you the, know? <laughs> yeah. And the irony is as much as you don't want it when you're new, I think about the relationships in my life and I, I've had, I've talked about this a dozen times here. I mean, I celebrated 20 years and I had 50 people, 55 yeah. people at my dinner. Yeah. And I told my neighbor this and he was like, 55 mm -hmm. people? Yeah. He's like, I, I couldn't get five people together if I flew them in yeah. from wherever they live. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and it's like those relationships are, it's, you know, it's it's what I really treasure in AA. Now. Yeah. We're lucky. We're I, really so lucky. Yeah. Lucky. I, I tell people oh, that we had God. 66 of us that went on an AA trip to Costa Rica together. 66 of them. I was like, most people literally like, I don't even know that, you know, the amount of people in our phones alone, you know, yeah, but it's crazy. The point is this, if you're new and if you're feeling discouraged, cause a seems clicky or it seems like, uh, you don't know anybody and everybody knows each other and you don't know where you fit in. You just got to show up. Yeah. Get show service, up meeting, service, get service, contribute. And yeah. it's not comfortable. It, it's, yeah. it wasn't comfortable for me, no. you know, not at first. but it's better than the alternative. And I hope it's better than the alternative for you if you're new, because that's when you may be willing to do something different. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And I have like a fraction of the time that you guys have. And like the only reason I'm part of this meeting and podcast is just because 
Chris suggested that I do some service. Okay. And that's how we became friends, John. Yeah. Like it's all through service. It wasn't like, you know, I mean, you, you guys have known each other that's for true. like yeah, over yeah. a decade longer and I'm here plugged in just by taking some suggestions. I have a funny story about that actually. Let's hear it. So I love funny stories back Gabe. <laughs> so last week, you know, we do this podcast in the basement of my home and last week <laughs> after the podcast, uh, I get a text from my neighbor, my next door neighbor. She says, she says, who's, who's Tesla is that outside of your house? And I was like, Oh, you know, just a buddy of mine and keep in mind, she's not a programmer or anything like that. She's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I saw him. She's like, doesn't really look like the kind of guy you'd be hanging out with. And I was just like, I, it, you know, it just, to her, it was like strange. Cause we are obviously our age difference. Yeah. There's a, there's a major gap there. You know, you, you know, you guys can't see Gabe, but Gabe has <laughs> dyed his hair blonde and he's young. He's a younger dude, you know? Yeah. So, but it was pretty funny to, uh, to hear her say that. And yeah, that's basically you know, calling you a creep. <laughs> I don't know. It was like, she was, I think she know, was calling well, you a creep. <laughs> oh, well that would be, we're, we're people that normally would not mix. Yeah, that's, that's what we are, yeah. you know, and we've, we have a common illness and a common solution and, you know, and it's has in, I think it's enriched all of our lives, you know? Yeah. Immensely. It has. And, and so, you know, again, why, why, and here's a question I, I think is good based on this tip. Why will meetings and just not drinking not work? You know, why is not drink, just not drinking, not the solution? Because I think that a lot of people think that if I am not drinking, I'm not going to get arrested. I'm not going to have, you know, be homeless. I'll be able to hold a job down. I'll be able to, you know, write things with my family. What is it? about that not being enough. The drinking, the arrests, the things that happen to us, that is the final step. Mm-hmm. What, the, what, what, what people aren't realizing is that I will, I will yell and scream at my wife. I will get divorced. I'll lose my kids, right? I'll lose my job. And then I drink. Mm-hmm. So it's like, right? it's almost, it's what you were saying earlier, Chris, it's a which was that the drinking is but a symptom it's of a our symptom. alcoholism. Yeah. And that actually what you realized was that the drinking was kind of the thing that saved us early on in our life. It was a thing that made me yeah. feel at ease. 100%. So just not drinking isn't going to be enough because if you're an alcoholic like we are, you're going to go back to drinking. Yeah. Eventually. It sounds terrible. Just not drinking. I mean. That's I've like, tried it. It's, it sounds awful. I, it was actually one of the darkest times in my entire life was prior to getting sober in AA. I tried to just, I went to Florida to stay with my mother oh, and there was no Florida. alcohol in the house. And I was, I was, oh, I was in Florida. Yeah, a lot of Florida stories, <laughs> at least here at this side yeah, of the table. A lot of migration down to Florida and back. I was in Florida this weekend. Did really? You know, I was in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Nice. And I was but like, just for a visit. Crazy. Just for yeah. a visit. Yeah. yeah. Someone was like, I could see myself living here. I was like, I can assure you, you cannot. Like, don't do it. You know? <laughs> Come on. There's nothing wrong with Florida. We, we, I, I'm not. we don't have time for it tonight. But yeah. Sarah's got a ton of stories about Florida. But nothing. If you if you live in Florida, that's totally cool. Totally I love cool. Florida personally. I love the beach. I love yeah. the weather. And my, I live there for a brief period of time. I'm not making any Florida judgments Florida was not the problem. Florida. I was absolutely I'm not the making problem. any judgments on Florida. I'm just I think it's more that a lot of a people, lot of people a lot of people. Come I think back. it's more that a lot of people think that they can move, and that mm-hmm. that yeah. that's going to fix them. That's they choose Florida it. because it's obviously nice weather down there. Yeah, it's a beach, nice weather. There's no doubt about it. So. I love Marco Island. 
Marco Island's a great place. Beautiful. Shout out Marco Island. Shout out Marco Island. <laughs> Most people probably don't water's know what like, is. Water's like bath, bath water. That's tight. Like temperature. It's just like, you, you don't even know you're walking in. Yeah. That's how warm it is. All right. Let's... Let's continue on here to <laughs> my favorite part of oh, the show, especially man. tonight. We are going to get into the sketch of the week. Let's see it. Oh, look how happy that couple is. Because you know why, John? They found it online. We found it online. That's right. The sketch this week is <laughs> is one we've done before. It's called <clears throat> We Found It Online. Sarah's where like, we, what? It, she has no idea so what's we basically, happening. We basically... <laughs> We go online and we find some cool AA items on different websites. Some of the coolest AA things you've ever <laughs> found that cool, you never man. knew they existed. <laughs> you never knew they weird, weird, yeah, cool, cool is like not it. odd. I would strange. never use the word strange. We've got yep. some of them over here on our shelf, our we display some, shelf over there. We do have some. We continue swag. to purchase some of the items. <laughs> the I will say this: stick around to the end because the last item. I searched everywhere. I talked to the people at the store. They no longer have it. I'm totally bummed out. I'm going to have to do some more research. on eBay, man. I bet you someone's got that. I'm going to have to do some research. All right. Yeah. We've got three items for you. Let's get into the first item. Ooh. Prayer the hands. The, the Recovery Talking <laughs> Serenity Prayer Keychain. That's like a Da Vinci prayer hands. Th this is a talking AA keychain oh, that says, it says prayers. It, it it's, says the you prayer. You push a button and it just spits out a random prayer. So if you're in a bind, maybe you're driving and you're in traffic. And you're too lazy to say the prayer <laughs> you're yourself. You're too lazy you know, to say a prayer you yourself. You can't remember it. You're just it's, on the tip of your tongue and you can't find the prayer. Or maybe you want somebody else saying it with you. You want to yeah. have that feeling like you're with another alcoholic. I want to hear it. I want to know what the voices. Like, is it Morgan Freeman? Can, like, is it, you know? I got to tell you, I bought, I bought some <laughs> of them. They are on their way. I knew it. I bought There's some. There's no way he did not buy it. <laughs> oh I'm buying God. every item that we, we put up here if I can. So we're going to... We're gonna have to do a whole episode where we give it away, dude. Yeah. Do some contests or something. Yeah. Is it? What are the prayers? Is I know, it one that's prayer? true. You know, I don't know. What <laughs> We're gonna they find are, out. It's... But we are gonna find out what the prayers are. Oh, it says there. Just push the button and hear the serenity like, prayer. Is it like oh, Eric, it's Eric C's first prayer, uh -oh. where he prayed to a god he fucking hated? <laughs> you know what? It might God, just be who I fucking prayer. hate. Please help me. You know what would be nice is if you could get it in like the voice of your favorite celebrity or something. That's what I was thinking. You know, thinking, like some like, like weird voice. It wouldn't just be like a random robotic voice. You could get it in like the voice of Morgan Freeman. Arnold like Schwarzenegger. At least Arnold hands Schwarzenegger. Down, right? Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I wish I could do that John voice. liked it. John liked it. No, I thought about it, trying it <laughs> for a second. Then I was like, don't do it. This don't is do being it. recorded. After. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'll take a shot after. <laughs> Gabe, can you do the Arnold Schwarzenegger? Do you even know who Arnold Schwarzenegger is, Gabe? Dude, come on. <laughs> That's so annoying. <laughs> What an annoying thing to say. I have to. You're young. You should like say something to me. Yeah, like, I'm not stupid. You know, talk about okay, something old. He's not going to do it. No, especially yeah, not with this no. quality mic. Yeah, no. Okay. Yeah, well, it's the mic. It's the mic. That's our first item. Let's get into our second item. This one I thought when it came across it was a little strange. Oh, this one was strange. The It's a grateful I'm not dead coin. So basically, instead of like a regular coin you'd pick up for your anniversary, you get a grateful I'm not dead. Is this like a play on the grateful dead? 100% is a play on the grateful dead. Oh, Look at the colors. Okay. You've got the colors. <laughs> 
but who, how do you give that? I mean, it seems just a little dark. Grateful I'm not dead. Well, I'm it's dead. they're like a the deadheads. Mm-hmm. They're a, they're a type, you know. One hundred percent. One show at a time. That's their thing, right? It, is it really? <laughs> I like think that? so. Yeah, it's that or it's fish. There's, they do like recovery communities. Oh if you're if <laughs> you're out promise there, me we'll never ever have that as intro music. Gabe. So I. I don't know. You never know. I mean, probably no. not because it's licensed. I feel like we know. I was going to say it's, yeah, it it's licensed, so we won't be able to. <laughs> oh, that's too yeah. bad. <laughs> here's, here's what I'll say. If you're out there, just know that places like Grateful Dead shows and Fish shows, probably a lot of other, maybe some Pearl Jam shows, they have sober areas that yeah. people hang sober, out. Sober tents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can um, yeah. be a part of the recovery community, even at concerts. But Grateful I'm Not Dead, I thought was a little dark. It's dark. It's morbid. Yeah. yeah. This is so, Swarovski. Pass. Don't worry. Pass on this. I bought, is it expensive? I, I bought some. <laughs> is it expensive? Is it like Swarovski diamonds? Is it like diamonds? Crystal. Yeah, those are diamonds, Gabe. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Definitely crystal. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. You diamonds. should try to buy one and then sell it for more money at a jewelry store. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's next? This is my favorite by far. I think I said, when I sent it to you, I said, by far the best we've found yet. Oh my god! So let's pull up the third one, dude. This is the twelve-step oh, ball. Oh my god! Recovery <laughs> version of the magic eight ball. Basically, it's like having a sponsor in your hand at any time. You don't even need a. Who needs a sponsor? Look, I'll, that's a direct I'll, line to God. I'll be honest. <laughs> I bet I could get better advice from that than I could my sponsor. <laughs> On some days, depends on the day. I actually shots fired. Do we have a yeah. we have a gun sound? Shots fired. Here we go. <laughs> we do. Uh, wait, I do. I have something. <laughs> what do you? What is it? <laughs> oh, he's got the horn. He's got the horn. Okay. Airhorn. I mean, look. I will say this: the A program is fairly simple, and a lot of the time, the answer is a lot simpler than I want it to Easy. be. But oh, there's so much shrapnel on here. Let me let me let me give you some of the answers here. Uh, number one, call your sponsor. Number two, you need a meeting. Number three, one day at a time. Uh, I mean, there's that's just a few. So at any point, you can pull this thing out. Easy you're, does you're it. Struggling, yeah, and you just shake up the eight ball and direct line to God, like you said. Yeah, I want it. I don't know. I, I want one. You know what? I would just end up throwing that at somebody's head <laughs> if it didn't give me the answer I wanted. That you wanted. It. Yeah, just break. I remember. Oh, we just, so I shouldn't you. stay home. <laughs> Does anybody else remember as a kid wondering what the stuff inside of the eight ball was? Like, I always wondered it was like As blue. a kid now. I don't know how it works now. Well, you probably are. Yeah. They didn't even have eight balls when you were a kid, did they? I mean, they still exist. I mean, yeah. yeah. I was born when after. We, so. But did you like have one? I, I feel yeah. like every The only eight balls I ever messed with. Yeah, yeah we're not. I ran into them for sure. <laughs> the eight balls changed over time. <laughs> yeah, that's the only eight balls I'm familiar with. Po- point is, is, is I couldn't buy one. That's the point. Uh, the point yeah. is that I tried to buy it. I, I looked on e- I looked on Did eBay. Really? I directly contacted the people asking them if they had any or they knew anybody who had them. Nothing. So the hunt is on. Yeah. Does it make you want it more that oh, you can't have it? I yeah. Am, <laughs> it's it's just I'm gonna get one. If I have to if I have to fly to a manufacturing oh plant God. in China and ask them no, to make not. make no, one for me. Yeah, dude, you, you don't have Mandarin. to fly. You just email right. We just email yeah. send yeah, over yeah. prototype. You get Please, it in like three months. A new yeah, prototype. literally. Yeah. yeah. Alibaba. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You can get anything made. Yeah, like that's it. true. <laughs> Either way, 
I think that's the coolest item we've we've had so far. It's, it's cool for cool. I don't know about cool, but it's interesting. It's interesting. Well, that's another segment of we found it online. <laughs> Stay tuned. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it again because I'll tell you what, I found so many other things already for for, for uh the next time we do it. This is gonna be great around the holidays too. It it is. We'll have to do a holiday it, version. A holiday version. There's yes. a ton of holiday stuff actually. I saw yeah. some. Yeah. So Weird. Yeah. Thanksgiving. Christmas. I'm thinking more probably Christmas. There was some Christmassy time. Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Hey. Hey. I don't know. A wedding gift, right? Wedding gift. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that pretty much that that we are out of time. That wraps up the episode. Sarah, thank you so much thank you. for yeah, coming on. Thank you did a, did a wonderful job. It was really nice to hear your experience tonight. Just Gabe clapping. Yeah, Gabe is over clapping. here clapping. <laughs> Gabe, thank you. Chris, thank, thank you, you to all of our online viewers. Thank you for being with us. To all of our listeners on, on the different podcast thank platforms, you. thank you for being with us. We are going to keep it going. We've got a great episode with a great new guest next week. Yeah. And we hope that you will. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. We hope that you'll be back with us. So thank you for joining us.